Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. Hey everybody, we are back again with more Weekly Jump, and this week we are doing it a little bit differently. Um, So... Uh, We had a a couple of people reach out that uh, wanted to see if we wanted to switch it up after we mentioned it last time, Um, and I really like the idea of going down to two shows. As uh, a listener mentioned, they were like, yeah, you can go more in-depth if it's just two shows, and I mentioned to Blake, like, we can have more banter this way, (laughs) and like... I don't know. Some people tune in for that. I don't know. (laughs) So I have to talk to you now? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Well, so now we're going to just switch over to right now. We're going to have our page flips and our screen time of the week. Um, I guess we're going to start with screen time this week, though. So, yeah, we, you know, actually, let's do let's do page flips first. I meant to switch those around. I didn't think about it because the new format threw me off. But I also have news. Just a quick bit of news. There's a a, um, thick rim anime coming on net, not a sponsor. And uh, I'm excited. I think Pacific Rim uh, the first Pacific Rim is really good. The second Pacific Rim feels like a live action anime movie in both good and bad ways. And <laughs> um, I feel like an anime is a really good fit for that franchise. I've been excited since they announced it a lot a while ago. The first trailer just came out, I don't know, this week or last week. And, um, you know, I don't think the trailer shows enough for me to feel strongly that it's going to be good or strongly that it's going to be bad. Um, so I'm still kind of in that hopeful optimism phase. It is a CG uh, anime. They're doing, you know, CG characters with kind of cell shading techniques. So uh, pretty, pretty common in the CG anime world. I think that's fine. Obviously Spencer and I are not huge fans of CG anime, but a giant robots thing uh, will work better than some other uh, I don't know, like Beastars is the one that sh- juts out in my mind as something that had no reason to be CG other than cheaper to make that way. Uh, I guess so. So, yeah, I think it, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it other than I'm ex- still excited by the concept of it. I thought the trailer was fine. Um, like, I don't know. I, I don't. It's hard to judge things based on a trailer. This trailer seems like it kind of sets up the premise premise looks cool i'm into it um and that's a, you know an anime that'll be coming down the pipe soon and probably that we will end up watching for our monday pod yeah so one of the shonen uh that we are going to be covering this week um well i guess the only shonen we're going to be covering this <laughs> yeah. week um is is actually um our page flips and uh one of the people that has, has reached out they mentioned they were like hey i know that you really like fights and big giant uh you know uh, battle sequences and stuff like that but pick up some more shonen that's outside of the normal shonen that you cover and see if you like some of that and so this is actually going to fall right inside of that uh, niche. This is called School Judgment. Uh, School Judgment is... uh, I don't know if it's if it's uh, if it's a different world than we're in. Um, It's definitely a more insane uh, set of 
I, I would say laws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, School Judgment is a non-battle battle anime in the same vein as like Yu-Gi-Oh! Where the the conflicts are not them fighting each other, but are still sort of uh, clear, delineated conflicts. The The idea behind School Judgment is that in, in this, I want to say middle school, but it might even be elementary school... There are. I think it might be elementary school. Yeah, they're pretty young. <laughs> there are uh, characters who are basically lawyers, and when there is a conflict in the classroom, these lawyers put together a case over it and have a a court battle. And yeah, how how much of this did you read? So I read the first three chapters of it so that I could get a good feel for okay, it. I um, think I've only done two it is. so far. It is intense. Um, there's uh, there's going to be a defense attorney. Um, the the defense attorney is ridiculous. Um, he is he is uh, obsessed with getting into uh, legal arguments with people. Um, that is his whole driving force and everything that he wants to do. In fact, when he comes into school, he's playing a video game and his teacher is just like, you got to put that video game away. It's part of the rules. Oh my God. And he's just like, fine, I will debate this. And all I could think the whole time while he was like shutting the teacher down on why he should be able to play video games in school. And I was just like, you're that asshole, that asshole kid that makes every teacher's job a nightmare. So much. And I'm like, <laughs> I think <laughs> the whole time, I think I was just like, a little jackass. Yeah. His, <laughs> whole thing is sort of having uh rhetorical debates that generally speaking have him leading people into uh i don't know verbal traps sort of and on the one hand i was like okay shonen protagonist this is the shonen protagonist archetype that is the you know, cool, calm, and collected, passionate about the one thing that he does, and really good at the one thing he does. It's the Sasuke uh, attributes, where you're already kind of there at the start of the series. And um, that's a trope that I can totally get behind and generally enjoy, but I do admit that, like, seeing it come from, like, a shit-ass little kid in a school setting where he just, like shuts down the teacher there was something about it that was so self-righteous and so self-satisfied that i was like i'm not even confident that this guy is somebody we're supposed to root for even though i think we are because he's such a dick (laughs) yeah i felt myself hating him a lot of times Uh Um, but i believe he is is the protagonist Yeah, there is also the prosecuting attorney. So the prosecuting attorney is um, a girl who really likes to cosplay as a sailor, uh, as a as a Sailor Moon character. Um, she um, has decided that uh, not only is she a rich uh, and powerful person, but she has decided that she is going to be a powerful prosecutor as well. Um, she um, she is shown to live the life of luxury, um, and at the same time. She wants to be perceived as the nicest person on the planet. Um, so other people are like, oh, she's so cute and nice. But on the inside, she's really obnoxious and terrible. Um, and uh, the first case that they are going to be coming into is the school Um and inside of the school, there is a little boy who has been accused of murdering the class's fish. Um, the fish 
uh, was being in a in a uh, in the middle of a hot debate um, between the two sides of the class. There was one side, which I guess is just girls, that decided that they didn't want to kill the fish because it was cute. And then there was the other side of the uh, the school room that was just like, no, we want to kill the fish because we want to eat the fish. And the whole thing about the fish in general is that uh, the reason it was brought in in the first place was to be raised and then eaten. Apparently, this is like a, a school thing that happens in Japan um, yeah, it, where they like raise an animal so that they can uh, slaughter it at the end of its life. But that's sort of dark for kids, I guess. <laughs> I don't know that I agree with that necessarily. I, I think it's not something that we do here. And I think that a lot of people who live here would balk at that. But I would say this made a lot of sense to me. I was like, if I were a kid yeah. in that class, I would not be happy. I would definitely be in the do not kill, do not eat camp. But uh, I get it. Like the, the the concept is to teach kids an appreciation of what goes into raising your food and sort of an, an understanding of where, you know, animal product that we eat comes from. And so... I think yeah, I, I get that too. Yeah, I, I understand, especially from like a perspective of somebody like you know, I I I had friends of mine that grew up on chicken farms. Yeah. I you know I I understand that like there's 4-H clubs that understand where food comes from that it, you know you people are eating. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking, not you, but, but I, uh, at the same time, I don't eat them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think this is cool, and and so the basically the class became stratified between do not eat it because we've grown attached to it and we want to keep it as a pet instead, and eat it because that was what this was all about, and or because I would like to eat it, and this uh, again it split entirely on gender lines, which I'm not going to get on my soapbox, but uh, that's a little frustrating. So anyway, all of the boys wanted to eat it. All of the girls wanted to keep it as a pet. There was one more boy than there were girls. So there's an odd number of students. There's one extra boy. And this is the kid at the center of the case because the do not eat votes won, which means that there was at least one boy who defected to the girls team. And then the fish was killed anyway. <laughs> So yeah. they're trying to figure and out. They, they suspect this boy of wanting to kill the fish. Yeah. Um, and, uh, or uh, he killed the fish, but really, um, it's, it turns out that he is saying that he is innocent. And, uh, then a, then a, um, a courtroom scene breaks out in the next, uh, couple of, I guess it's just like the next day. Um, the other thing you find out is that there is apparently an elementary school yes. or yes. a school yes. that is across the ocean, um, called the Ogres school where they send children that have been um, convicted of a crime and also sometimes when you get uh, conflicted of or convicted of a crime they're just going to put you to death as well and so I'm just like what, what? these are children what is happening also no the best part is the judges <laughs> So oh they, no, we'll get into that. Hold on. They they start they start their courtroom and inside of the courtroom there's a bunch of judges that uh you could choose from or that you might get chosen from. And Blake, can you please explain to us what judge they ended up with? So the thing is, they decided in this universe in which, you know, full-on law battles are breaking out in elementary schools that the only people who were impartial enough were were like toddlers and so 
<laughs> toddlers, some toddlers in this universe are selected to be judges and they go and do like a, you know, cram course in the law so that they can become judges. And the effect of all of the studying and learning and responsibility is that they develop like the faces of older men, like fifties or older. <laughs> So they have, and also they develop like the the hairstyle of an old uh-huh. man, complete complete with like partial balding and uh, like comb over. Yeah, this okay. So I don't want to give away anything else that happens in the first couple of chapters, but suffice to say, this this manga is a trip. Um, it is so weird. Um, it is very interesting. Um, I have never read Ace Attorney before. Um, but Ace Attorney is definitely one of the, um, uh, I don't know if it was one of the inspirations, but there, there's a lot of Ace Attorney crossover. Yeah, there's, there's so if no you way like Ace was, Attorney, but you like, there's no way yeah, this if, came out without a knowledge of Ace Attorney. Like they, they definitely had to, it's one of those things where it's like, it's so big that if you want to make something that people are going to be at all able to compare it to, you have to like, know the thing. Like if you're making school judgment, you have to be aware of Ace Attorney to enough of an extent that you can either avoid, you know, copying it or lean into referencing it. Like there's no, there's no other way around it. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, uh, this is one of the new things that we're also going to be doing as part of, um, just covering two things that we talk about at the same time. Um, I'm going with a, with a jump in on this one for sure. Um, that's my vote for it. I, I think it's fun and weird. Um, I think it's one of those ones that is definitely, um, it, it's not one you're going to probably get like super, super, super invested in, but it's definitely a popcorn manga. Like you could pick this one up and just read a couple of chapters of it while you're like sitting on the toilet um depending on how long you take on the toilet um and you could you could have like a a fun time reading through it i found myself like giggling a couple of times at it um and so it you know i i think it is definitely one that would fall on that list for me okay i'm a little more tepid toward it um my reaction was uh, i initially thought it was a fun and interesting premise I think that the main character is a little too insufferable. I do think that's on purpose. I meant to, I I thought about that after we talked about this earlier. I think they are intentionally making him a dick. And like the students in the class all pretty much comment on the fact that he's a dick and nobody kind of wants to hang out with him because of it. Whereas like the other attorney, the girl who is kind of like playing as like a, you know, look how cute I am girl, but she's actually she's actually really conniving and she's kind of duplicitous. And I think they're kind of doing a contrast thing. I like that. And I like the idea of, I I love narratives that include like shocking twists and reveals. I, I am not known to watch a lot of legal dramas, but it's, it's a genre that I'm not opposed to. There's a lot of things about this that I think appeal to me, but there were, are some things about the implementation that, were a little off from my perspective. And I also found the, the reveal. So the first case wraps up in the first two chapters. I found the reveal of the secret information that uh, cinched the case was a bit underwhelming for me. And so I think the concept is strong. It has me definitely interested enough to pursue uh, more in the future, but I would say your mileage may vary. So I'm going to, I'm going to do 
maybe maybe a little hop for this one, not a full jump. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get into um, our uh, screen time for the week, um, we have uh, to remind you we have three manga. Uh, the first three volumes of the Transformers manga that is still up for grabs. This is the last week for you to enter. So if you've been waiting or you've been on the fence about it, like all you have to do is uh, tell us um, more than meets the eye or whatever I said yeah, before. Yeah, it's it's um, free by the way. I don't know if we've said that enough. We'll sh- yeah. You, you'll get it. If you win, you all, we're not like, <laughs> you're not like entering a sweepstakes and you're going to get lots of robocalls. Like you're just telling it to us. We're not entering this on anything and except maybe a no. Google doc that we randomize. And then <laughs> if you get picked, we will ship it to you. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to, I don't think or you're not charging people for shipping. So like, no, just enter. If, if you're at all interested it's so in confusing Transformers to me manga, that more people don't do this, huh? <laughs> It's more, it's just so confusing to me that more people don't yeah, do this. It just, I, I gotta it say, shows the power. I think it shows the power of people that are like, I don't want to do anything that involves having to talk to anybody at this point. Yeah, I, I gotta. <laughs> I, I think that's why I wanted to jump in here because I'm the same way. I don't like to enter sweepstakes, even if it's a sweepstakes for a thing that I want from a company that I trust. I'm probably opposed to it because. I don't like giving out my personal information, uh, you know, in certain scenarios, that would be one of the scenarios. And, uh, you know, obviously I get a ton of robocalls. They're super stupid and annoying. And I, I just have to assume that it's coming from those, those kinds of like benign looking sweepstakesy things, uh, where, you know, you give away that, that information and then you start getting spam. This is not that you're not giving it away to us. We're not, we, we're literally like, there's no program that we're even using for this again. Like we, we take notes and stuff on Google Docs and Google Sheets that are shared between us. So, like, if your information being entered anywhere, it's just in our note-taking program so that we don't forget that you entered. And then we will pick yeah, a we're winner just, from there. We're just, we're just too simple yeah, We idiots. don't even have a newsletter. Um, like, we can't spam you. <laughs> <laughs> okay with that being said our uh our screen time for this week is a trip um this one is called asobi asobes I have, I have um to, and i think it's asobase I, it's uh oh there's a second title i have to write it down it'll be in the it'll be in the episode title i have to tell you my first so i picked this uh there's a list of stuff of uh shows that crunchyroll put out of like good anime from the last decade or so and i've been pulling off of that and I pulled this off of there and I was like, well, it's on the list, so we'll watch it. But I don't think I'm going to like it. And then it started and the it starts with the the um, OP, which not a lot of anime don't use the OP on their first episode. This one does. And the OP, it, it's a story about three three girls in, in uh, middle school or high school. And in the OP, they're all wearing sort of like form-fitting white dresses and their cheeks are all flushed and there's a lot of attention paid to like their body movements and close-ups of their lips while they're talking with like you know high high production value uh movement of their lips and like sheen of like lip gloss and i was like oh this is gonna be a creepy gross like high school girl sex fantasy show so I Wrong. was like, this show's going to suck. And then it started and I was so wrong. Oh, I cackled while watching this multiple so times. So much. This I watched one three of episodes and I was like, I would watch more of this. 
Oh yeah, uh, this is going to be uh, Blake and I are in in unison. Uh, just telling you from the jump, um, if this is one that you want to jump into after um, hearing about this, both of us are going to be a yes and a jump in. Um, but uh, real quick, let's let's talk about this show a little bit because it's about three girls and they are not stereotypical girls from anime. Instead, they are three sort of fully realized uh, like characters yeah. that you would expect from a very different medium. Goofy um, still. They're great. Yeah, there is so <laughs> they're just... the premise, god, this is so it's such a weird premise. So ultimately these girls are going to make a club together and the point of the club is to explore different pastimes. But the mm-hmm. reason they do this is that one girl is lying about being familiar with Japan because everybody thinks she's an exchange student from America. And yeah. another girl is doing poorly in her English exams. And so she kind of, Oh my God, that, that made me laugh so yeah. hard. Um, so she's, she's taking an exam and when, when she, where they're like, she's like, I need to learn English from somebody. And they're like, how, why? And she shows them her test and they're like, you got a two <laughs> out of a hundred, a two. Yeah. So it's she, just like such a great, funny yeah, moment. She's awful at English. <laughs> so she wants this girl to teach her English. But the secret is that this girl did not grow up in America and actually grew up in Japan. Her parents are foreign, but she's not. So she actually is also bad at English. And then there's a third like, girl. So bad that she barely even speaks English. Uh-huh. She got a 20 on her, her transfer exams, by the yeah, way. <laughs> there's a third girl who is ironically by far the best at English. Who is involved, I think, because she was she was selected as the sort of like chauffeur of the new girl. It seems I've seen this in a couple of series now uh, of uh, anime or manga series that like when you have a transfer student, it's pretty common to have like one of the students that was already like a guide for their school become sort of your buddy to help show you around and let you know how things are done at the school. So, so she's that I I will say, I will say this happens. Um, when, when I was in high school, we had, uh, two foreign exchange students that came over for Germany from Germany for a year. Um, and both of them had a, um, they had an assigned representative from the school that was with them in their same grade and attended all of their classes. Yeah. That's a good point. So I, I had that too. I forgot about foreign exchange students. We, we, we wouldn't do it with students that were just like transferring in, but I guess this girl is misattributed as a foreign exchange student. So it totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, man, the, there are so many hilarious things that happens and especially it, how this show is broken up is in, uh, they're in four segments each episode. Um, and inside of the four segments, um, they, uh, they have like, um, at least four or five straight up hilarious jokes that happen each each oh, time. Was, um, and most, there was one joke in the third the episode time, where I paused and rewound it so I could watch the joke again. At when the when the tennis or the shogi club president does the shoe thing and then she lands and I fell yes. out. <laughs> <laughs> I think the part that I laughed probably the hardest at though um was when uh was when they were they were having a conversation about um 
Oh my god, they were having a conversation about the tennis club, and it had legitimately one of the funniest things that I've seen inside of an anime happen inside of it, which is that she is incredibly good at tennis. Um, she is uh, she is able to just like completely knock it out of the park. Um, she is completely taking advantage of this other stuff, and uh, the two girls that she's with are like, "You're so good at tennis," and she's like, "Oh yeah, I I'm great," and they're just like, "Yeah, we're actually." planning this party and she's like oh that's cool and they go yeah um so good luck at the game (laughs) (laughs) and she's like what and then it just like cuts back to her and she was like the whole reason i joined that club was so that i could be popular and the popular kids are again i guess still popular and i'm not popular and then it cuts back to her in the inside of the uh tennis match thing and she just walks up to her coach and she's just like i'm done i'm done (laughs) yeah it's so good so this is also i think part of the running gag of the show which i assume will will continue past the three episodes that we watched which is that uh, each of the girls is in this club for a different reason, but they have pretty much immediately become bonded to the club. So they're they're definitely forming a friendship, even though I don't think any of them were friends with each other before the series starts. So they're they're forming a friendship and that has value to them. They want to keep that going, but they also they each want sort of different things. And so like periodically throughout these episodes, some character will ask like, what, what do you do in this club? Or what's the point of this club? Or what are you trying to achieve? And each of the girls will give a different answer. And it's just, (laughs) God, everything about this show. If you told me about this show on paper, I would be like, I am going to hate that (laughs) because so much of the comedy is from like overblown anime tropes. Like if you don't know anime, I don't think you're going to get this show. But uh, if you have watched a lot of anime, you understand like characters have like these huge overblown melodramatic reactions. You understand some of the sort of like visual comedy that comes in different sequences. And this show is so rapid fire and just so like balls to the wall with it that it totally works. And again, like even even like picking apart some of the jokes that got me, I was I can like point to other series that have done the same joke. And I was like mad that the joke happened because I don't think it's a good joke. And I didn't think it was funny, but this series is just so well done that everything just lands and it's hilarious. I might actually watch more of this, like on my own. Yeah. I, I really, I, I, I found myself falling in love with this show in in a unironic way. Um, and the biggest reason why I fell in love with it so much is that it does so many things that I wish other shows would do. Um, and one of those is for certain, um, playing, playing characters that are just, um, more realistic to the way that normal people react to things, um, in, in real life. Yes, it's overblown. Yes, it's more, it's more extreme. But at the same time, these people are having like real internal conversations with themselves and with other people. And they also are doing really obnoxious, asinine things that people that are kids actually do. Um, there's, there's a, a thing where, um, uh, they're at the very start of the show, they're playing rock, paper, scissors, and 
then you have to look away. And if you look the wrong way, you're supposed to get thumped in the forehead. And instead of getting thumped in the forehead, the American, the the girl who's pretending to be American is just like, um, she just like full on full hand slaps the other girl. And then she's just like, she's just like, I didn't know how to play. And then it cuts to her like inner monologue. And she's like, I totally yeah. know how to play. And I was just like, you ass. But then the other girl like sticks her fingers in her nose. <laughs> And there's like, there's the fucking card game with like hot boys high school card game. And then they like take the paddles with the boys on it to go play tennis. But it's like sculptures instead of tennis rackets. There's just so much stuff in this that's so funny. The fucking teacher and they do like a whole thing with their teacher who's lonely. And it's just, it's just hilarious. And I hate saying that because it's like it's a really good example of a lot of things that i give a lot of shows shit for doing but it does them so well that i can't give them shit for it it's like yeah you know how that's what she said is kind of played out but when michael scott on the office does it it's really funny it's like mm -hmm. that (laughs) yeah yeah and with all that being said, I, I I will again reiterate this is a this is a full on jump in yeah. for me. I believe Blake is going to be yep. the same way, um, and uh, it's going to be one of those that is a slice of life that really transcends those uh, those like barriers that we usually have to these. Um, maybe it's the fact that we're starting to go native. <laughs> um, maybe that's what's happening because we're watching so yeah. much. Um, it's, but it's just anyways, funny, and uh, the pace is fast. It, it avoids a lot of the problems that I think you and I both have with slice of life of being just like slow paced in the subject of like the slice of life. Is not as engaging for the two of us? And so that plus the slow pace is no good with this. Like the slice of life is a vehicle for comedy and the pace is fast, fast, fast. And so it works. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, with all that being said, stick with us after these credits and we'll give you another important life lesson. And tell us what you think of the new format with the two shows instead of the, or the two series instead of five series. Let us know if you like it. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, anime fans. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more, since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews every week. 
A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show is a part of. And if you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to Blake and Spencer, who offer two shows every week covering anime and manga series, both new and old. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe your new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any Geeks Media menu. First, there's Comic Book Keepers, where you can join Lance and Chris as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. If comics aren't really your thing, maybe you're looking to find something exciting out in the geekosphere, do a little exploring, maybe, you can check out John and Ben's Geek Exploration podcast. They cover a variety of topics from video games to the latest Disney announcements, game shows, and more. A real grab bag of geekdom and a fantastic addition to your weekly listening. Maybe you're a Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our continued partnership with Blake & Spencer Get Jumped. See you next time. We'll see you next week, and until then... Objection. There's nothing to show until next week. Instead, you should have told us an important life lesson, but you didn't. Well, you got me.